This podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. From collectibles, apparel, and tech gadgets to art and other epic gear, it's like having Comic-Con in a box. Loot Crate also features individual subscription boxes for gaming, anime, Marvel, and WWE fans, and plans begin at just $24.99 a month. So head on over to cinemageekly.com slash lootcrate, or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of What Comes Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT companion podcast. It is Anthony and Jacqueline. We're back to talk more NXT on the WWE and USA Network's uh, 593rd episode. Yes, I was thinking. I'm like, I think I know which episode we're on. Yeah, we're inching closer. Uh, This is the first episode of 2021. New Year's Evil. Yep. About five days too late. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. That's how we do on this podcast, but... Well, no, no, but I mean, and honestly, too, like, this was on the 6th. Like, there were a lot of things happening January 6th of 2021. Yeah. I feel like there was a scheduling conflict. (laughs) So, uh, funny, funny you mentioned that. In the the ratings, usually AEW finishes (laughs) in the top five. Oh, no. Or or at least in the top ten is where they usually Mm -hmm. finish. And... Uh, there were only two non-news shows that were ahead of AEW on this day. Would Hmm. you like to guess which place AEW finished in? In the top 50. 34. What was, oh, hold on. What was that? You cut out slightly. Oh, sorry. I said 34. Oh, close. 48th. Dang. Two shows were ahead of AEW that weren't news. The rest were all news. Yep. I can't yep. imagine why, but... No. Um, both shows, by the way, suffered mightily in the ratings, so... <laughs> uh, not not as many people were watching uh, no. that week. No. Actually, you know what? No. I, I take that back. NXT's rating is right about what they normally do, so the people who watch oh, NXT yeah. did not care. Not watch the news. Yeah. They were like, that makes sense, actually. Yeah. Now that I think about that. Uh, AEW, the last few weeks, have been close to pulling in a million each week, and they dropped down significantly. So, I'm sure. Everyone was quite... Yeah, it was a busy day. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot happening. Mm-hmm. I watched this the few days after, so, you know, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, it started super weird. Did you cover how the it show did. began? You know it. So, oh, um, it starts out, Dexter Loomis is in the dark. It's silent other than footsteps, and I'm already uncomfortable. Yeah. His gloved hands press buttons on control panels until finally a lever comes into view. He pulls it and is changed into a bright red brocade jacket with fans, noise, <laughs> and lights, and we start. It was so bizarre. 
It was so weird. Okay, so, so before weird. we before we continue on with your recap of the show, yeah. um, I can only presume uh, mm-hmm. that the way this was presented to me, and nobody said anything else, so I have to take what was presented to me as canon in the mm-hmm. in the story of NXT. Uh, presumably, everything we see on this show, Jacqueline, is generated by a large lever. Red lever, yes. Yes, that when pulled, automatically mm-hmm. create like a, it's a like it's a mirage or a or a projection mm. of some sort. None of oh, these people are real or, or, or are there. This is all taking place in Dexter Loomis's brain. Oh my god, that's how they can just end NXT if they need to. Yeah. He'll just wake up. That also, like, really explains that weird match he had with Cameron (laughs) Grimes. Well, uh, now that uh, Dexter Loomis has uh, created this show out of thin air, we may begin. Yes. So our first match is Damian Priest versus Karrion Cross, starting off really big here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, I have a few notes on uh, on some looks uh, early on. Um, Damian Priest really needs to decide what's what he wants from his hair. The shaved sides with pieces hanging down. Pick a look. Pick a look. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, Vic Joseph in a tuxedo, furthering his holiday theme apparel. Can't wait to see what he does for Valentine's Day. Because that's our next holiday. Oh Very my god! Exciting. Yeah, that is coming up quick. Okay, never mind. It is. Um, we get the long cross entrance. Um, the black and white doesn't really look good. Um, they really need to stop it um, because you, you you can't filter it later. Like you have to shoot in black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's those are those are my thoughts. Um, all right, the match gets started. Um, starting fast and furious. Both guys struggling for power. Uh, we're out of the ring, still holding on to each other. Um, and then they take turns um, getting each other into the plexiglass. Finally, back in the ring. Uh, Cross going for some martial arts looking moves. Um, Cross gets off a kick to um, to Priest's face. Um, it looks pretty great. Cross just picks up Priest and drops him pretty hard. Uh, now he's in control. Cross delivers his own foot to Priest's face. Um, Cross with a suplex on Priest, but not able to cover. Cross now trying to stretch Priest's arm. Uh, Priest on his feet and Cross able to flip him out of the ring and Cross walking out uh, to put Priest on- into the steps. Cross picks up the steps, uh, but Priest turns and gets a kick to the midsection. Back in the ring, um, and man, is Priest hair dumb. I just keep talking about it. So distracting. <laughs> um, Cross with strikes to the midsection. Tall men walking around the ring. Um, Cross trying to hit him um, to hit uh, Priest in the head uh, and off the ropes, and Priest gets um, off a hit, but then Cross takes him down. Priest gets up and uh, does the slap in the front of the face thing that I guess is really loud, um, and then a flatliner. Priest goes to pick up Cross, but not able to. Then a huge clothesline to get Cross down. Uh, Then a broken arrow for a two. Priest sends Cross into the turnbuckle, shoulder first, and then focuses on his arm and gets Cross into this really gnarly looking hold. Uh, Cross gets out and starts with the strikes again. Exchange of kicks and punches here. Um, Priest is able to get off what I'm going to call a flying senton. I didn't know what it was. Um, And Cross stumbles for a moment, uh, but gets Priest down with a clothesline for a two. Scarlet uh, yelling, coaching from the outside. Cross picks up Grease. Priest um, and hangs him upside down from the corner, kicks his midsection, and then charges knee first into Priest. 
Cross takes off his knee pad. I always think, wouldn't the pad be more painful? Uh, Cross looking to get Priest off the ropes by a suplex, but Priest fights his way out and is on the apron to deliver a big kick. Priest looking for the razor's edge, and it looks like a struggle, but he completes the move for a two. Cross's fall did not look graceful, but it was effective. Priest gets crossed by the throat on the apron, but doesn't deliver, and Cross goes to get back into the ring. Priest kicks him out and then jumps off the middle rope for a backflip out of the ring, spinning heel kick off the rope, off the top rope. Um, Priest gets off uh, the South of Heaven for a two. I think Cross has now kicked out of all of Priest's finishers. Mm-hmm. Oh no, because then he tries the reckoning, and honestly, he has too many moves. Uh, Cross with a gigantic power bomb for a two. Priest fell really hard. I thought that was it. Um, out of the ring again, and Priest with two spinning kicks to the face in a row. Tries for a third, and Cross catches him. Puts him into the lighting rig, and then slams him into the steps. Some in-ring acting by Priest, and Cross stops it, and we are all thankful. Cross picks up the win after a combination of moves. He yells, time's up, before delivering a large strike to take down Priest. Mm-hmm. Um, better than anticipated, and I will say Damian Priest can take a hit very well. I know they were, there were rumors flying that this was supposed to be, that this was then his going to be his last match, but yes. I believe that has been, uh, the storyline to move him up has been quashed, so we'll see what happens from here. This is what I have heard as well, although yes. he'll probably get moved anyway, and I'm okay with it. Uh, yeah. He's to make his debut at the Royal Rumble, right? It's close enough. Yeah, I mean, and tons of people from NXT tend to do that anyway, so mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, this was better than expected, but I am not a fan of either person. Well, I think Priest can be good in the right circumstances. Uh, Carrying Cross th- does not blow me oh. away and continues to not. Yes, I will say, I think Damian Priest is good. I think I hate his character so yeah. much, it makes me loathe him. Yeah, like I just don't look forward to the matches, and no, everything about Karrion Cross doesn't work for me. Uh, mm. Doesn't blow me away in the ring. I mean, he has intensity. He's got like a look, like those oh, things yeah. are there. But like the ring entrance, the I mean, everything just eh, just doesn't really click for me. Although this match was better than expected, but. Uh, when the standards for me were as low as they were, better than expected is two and three quarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, we both <laughs> we both are like better yeah. than expected, but expected. not two the best score. Yes. Uh, Grapple says two point nine one. All right, so they liked it more than us. Mm-hmm. Just okay. a little bit. Yeah, not much. Um, we get a video um, showing us the Dusty Roads people who are involved. Yes, um, the classic returns. Yes, Imperium is there. Mm-hmm. So they are never going to leave. Around. Yep. Um, as are Thatcher's two students. They are now a tag team. Yes. Um, yes. Which is odd. Um, I'm just hoping that Malcolm Bivens is still with them. Yeah, I mean, not as but, odd as like a team we find out about. Um, like, because I'm pretty sure there's a team comprised of two people who hate each other, but mm. um, we'll get to that later, maybe. Yeah, I think that is mentioned later. Okay, or maybe it was mentioned on Twitter. I don't remember. <laughs> Sometimes huh. the way they we'll handle announcements. To, we'll have to talk through it. Yeah. Um, we do find out that Undisputed Era is going up against Brizango next week. Mm-hmm. Um, in the opening round, Adam yeah. Cole, um, not concerned. Um, and he's still talking about the prophecy. Yes. 
They're going to drop it. They're going to regain all those belts. No, no. But I think (laughs) it's going to be Breezango and Undisputed Era. And then it's the Brit and Brawler. No, not the Brit and Brawlers. Sorry. Um, And then it's Everrise and the Grizzled Young Veterans in the first round that were announced. Can't wait for Grizzled Young Vets to win. Yes. Just kick the snot out of them. (laughs) Please. Yes. Um, Next up, we get a um, a, a championship match for the cruiserweights. Um, It is Santos Escobar versus Grand Metalik. Escobar coming out with um, his lucha mask and a cape. Um, and he unmasks in the ring, um, and I am just so ready for this quick-paced match. Um, and, man, I got to tell you, Legato Del Fantasma just continues to look the look, mm-hmm. walk the walk. Love yes. it. All right. Metalik and Escobar, former teammates, according to Vic Joseph. Mm, um, I know, yeah, I mean, I know that they, yeah, in Mexico, I think, which I'm, I'm okay. uh, of all of the places in wrestling mm-hmm. uh, that I am... Uh, informed of uh, Lucha from Mexico is the place where I am least informed of. I know okay. most of the names, but I do mm-hmm. not know much about the history of anything. So, okay. So we're going to take Vic Joseph's word on that one. Yes. He hasn't, I mean, he's boring, but he had, he's usually correct. So yeah, <laughs> we'll go with that. Boring, but correct. I'm sure he'll put that yeah. on his business cards. <laughs> oh, he should. <laughs> boring, but correct. With good holiday outfits. That's like... <laughs> yes. That's not a bad found, resume. There are worse resumes. I, I found his Twitter description. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Escobar's, Escobar goes to take down Metalik, but Metalik uses it to take Escobar down by the neck and then a Hurricanrana. Uh, Metalik with all the flips and large chop, followed by a super awesome Hurricanrana. He does so many of them. Um, Escobar goes um, to baseball slides to take out Metalik, who instead decides to flip out of the ring to take down Escobar. Um, then he flips in- into the ring. He looks to flip off the top rope to take down Escobar, but Escobar moves out of the way uh, and then goes for a Hurricanrana, but Escobar blocks it uh, a little weirdly and holds uh, him and puts him into the barricade. Both men on the ropes, um, and Escobar gets Metalik on his shoulders um, and just drops him on the turnbuckle, um, and he picks up a two. Escobar then with a submission attempt where he has Metalik on top of him, um, but his uh, arms and legs um, are like, he's hanging from them. It was super nuts. Um, I think they said uh, Legato Del Fantasma will be in the Dusty Rhodes Classic as well during this match. Don't know if that was true or not. Um, Metalik able to get Escobar down for a very close to Escobar now the only one standing but Metalik gets back to his feet gets a sling blade and then a drop kick Metalik does this amazing flip to the outside like I thought he slipped but he just needed one foot to springboard off of mm-hmm. um, Dorado fanning him with a towel um, <laughs> Beth saying it's as if the laws of physics don't apply to Metalik and we all agree mm-hmm. um, Metalik goes to fly into the ring from the apron and Escobar with a knee to the face to stop him um, and get Metalik out of the ring. Escobar then goes flying out a, go, goes flying out after him to get Metalik into the barricade um, and able to go back in the ring for a two. Escobar hitting Metalik to try um, and, sh- and um, take off Metalik's mask. Um, Dorado takes out the other members of Legato Del Fantasma. Another big hurricanrana for a near fall. He tries to fly again, but Escobar gets off the Legato, followed by his other big finisher, that I, whose name I don't remember, mm-hmm. to retain. Yes. Um, this was really good. Um, I really like Escobar in a champi- as a champion, and I hope he continues for a while. And those are my notes. 
I like this match too. I thought this was good, and they did more lucha stuff in this match that I thought than I thought they were gonna do. Um, mm. It's usually WWE is weird about how often they let people wrestle in their, um, like their whatever their native style is, and because there is like a there is like a WWE style of match. Yes. And sometimes you'll see lucha people do a few lucha things here and there, but there was quite a bit of it, uh, and they mm-hmm. wrestled more of that pace than I was expecting. It wasn't like perfect, but it was good, it, and I really enjoyed this one. And I went three and a quarter. I went a three. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed it. I and I love you know I love a fast paced match, so mm-hmm. it, keep, it kept my attention. Um, honestly, I don't know why I went so low. But yeah. <laughs> um, well, the good people of Grapple gave this one two point nine seven. Wow, Grapple! So they were right there with you, and a little bit. We're close. Mm-hmm. We're close. Okay. Um, Rhea and Raquel getting ready backstage. Rhea doing push-ups on like twenty-pound weights. Yep. Um, net, which I guess is necessary. Um, we see Zaya Lee. She's ready to show herself to the world. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a Mercedes Martinez video first, though. She's excited to be back and is gunning for EO. Yes. So watch out, EO. That'll be some good stuff, too. Yes. Um, so next we have Zaya Lee. Um, she gets a new entrance with lots of fire and smoke. And the woman who trained her mm-hmm. uh, and Boa is out sitting on a throne. But we yes. still don't know who this woman is. Yes. Um, Boa accompanying Zaya out and... Um, they both just look super fierce, and I dig it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find out Zaya Lee is going up against Katrina Cortez. Yes. Um, who doesn't get an entrance. No. Um, she just gets a beating. She does. Um, so Zaya gets Cortez into the ropes. Cortez ducks the kick, but Zaya able to connect the strike to slow the match down. Getting a lot of knees to the body, Cortez hits Zaya, but she seems to use it to power her up more. Mm-hmm. Um, she connects this really cool jumping knee and a kick to the face for a three. Yes. Um, squash, ma- squash match makes Zaya look more competitive, and I can't wait to see where this all goes. Mm-hmm. So the, all I got. the lady in the chair... Uh, yes. Is, I mean, she has been in WWE for like three seconds. It's like a blink and you would have missed her existence type thing. Um, but I guess, do you remember Sin Cara, the masked wrestler that they had or have? Um, he was on the main roster, but he was not on TV a lot in recent years. Um, I'm guessing that's a no. But, Wait, no, oh, sorry. Um, you cut out for a second. Yes, I do remember. Oh, Sankara. okay. So for like, uh, so for like a brief, like hot minute there, he had this girl coming with him to the ring. She was also in a lucha mask, and hmm. her name was like Katarina or something like that. Um, she was on TV like two or three times and then vanished. Apparently, this is her without a mask. Um, oh. I read it was they. Everyone I suspected it was going to be. I don't know her name from um, the May Young Classic. I no, I don't. I don't know. Mm. Um, I've not heard that rumor. So, well, I mean, I, I haven't heard anything because there were a lot of people in the May Young. Um, mm. So I don't know to whom it is referring to. But that's what I heard. That it was this girl who did like the this lucha thing with Sin Cara a couple times and then vanished. Um, but either Maybe. either either way, I don't think she's rel- I don't think she's particularly well known. Mm-hmm. So um, there is that. Uh, 
uh, two other things. Uh, I like that Zaya Lee's thing is that I, I don't think it's that she doesn't feel pain. I think she does, but I think that like mm-hmm. their her torture training or whatever it was that she went through has yes. taught her to channel it in a way that is constructive. Mm. So she absorbs the she absorbs the pain and then channels it back at her opponent. Um, also, I find it hilarious that there is a masked wrestler whose name is Katrina Cortez. Uh, because usually the mask is there to hide your identity. Now, maybe this is in fact yeah. a made-up name, Jacqueline, and I presume that it is, but usually, like a, like a masked wrestler will be like Grand Metalik or uh, mm. Mephisto or something, yes. something to truly hide. Normally when they unmask, they're like, I, Mephisto, am really Katrina Cortez. Uh, yeah, that's usually that. what happens when a luchador unmasks. So this is sort of like uh, you know, maybe it's just that she doesn't want to be recognized. Perhaps maybe. she's just very into privacy, which is fine. Um, that happens. Well, uh, like, um, who was the guy in the UK? He was just so nervous. Oh my God! Yeah, that guy. Uh, well, I mean, we won't. We 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 don't have to talk about him anymore because he got no. He's he, gone. He, he got, got the boot. Yeah, he got the boot. But yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yes. Um, so. I know this was a squash match, but I'm just so happy for Zaya that she's finally two. getting some like meat to chew on here. So I gave it a two. I went two and a quarter for the same reason. Well, I mean, she's your best friend, so she is. She is. We uh, there's a yeah. little bit of there's a little bit of bias there, but that's okay. Yeah, a little bit of favoritism. Yeah, that's we're not nice. journalists here. Uh, no. A 1.67 from Gravel. Whatever. Oh, and the the lady from the Mae Young Classic, um, who the internet was saying could be the the woman training them. It's um, and I'm I'm going to mispronounce her name, Miko Satomura. Oh, I mean that would rule if it was her, but I don't think that it is her. Okay, so that was that was who I was. She was awesome in the Mae Young Classic, by the way. She was like the best part of that tournament. She was not going to win. I'm sure. Because <laughs> she wasn't going to sign a contract with them, but maybe that has changed. But I don't think that maybe. that's her. But if it is, uh, that's awesome. So that's who the, that's who some on the internet have said it is. Okay, well I, that would actually make me very happy. So I hope it's true. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out tonight that Thatcher is hurt. Maybe, yes. maybe not. Who knows? Um, so his match will not um, be taking place. That the with Champa Pit. Yes. Which, honestly, not a big loss. Nope. I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> we, we, got, we got something better than that anyway. Did not miss it because we get a last woman standing match next with uh-huh. Rhea Ripley and um, Raquel Gonzalez. And I have a lot of notes here. Okay. Um, so uh, we'll see how this how this flows. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rhea just coming out fast with a drop kick and then shoulders to the midsection, then gets Raquel down to hit her in the face. Then Raquel on top, then Rhea. They just kind of roll around the ring. Now on their feet, and Raquel takes to, takes Rhea down with a clothesline, and then picks her up and drops her twice. Then a third time. Raquel making a strong showing here, literally and metaphorically. Uh, Raquel going for the fingers, but Rhea able to get a big hit to Raquel's face, then follows up with a drop kick and out, and out of the ring. Rhea going for the kendo stick, and the sound just is so horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, Raquel catching the kendo stick and trying to get Rhea out of the way. Rhea going to jump off the stairs, and Raquel takes a chair to Rhea's leg. 
uh, and then puts her into the plexiglass. Now Raquel has the kendo stick. Rhea um, handcuffs Raquel to the chain link, um, and Rhea gets in all the chops. Gonzalez able to kick Rhea away um, and then rips the chain link um, to break herself free to go after Rhea. Um, and these ladies just brutal. Like, their mm. backs were just red and beat. Yep. Um, Raquel now clearing the announce table. She flips Rhea into it, and the whole thing crumbles. Uh, Raquel then covering Rhea with the rubble um, and chairs to try and keep Rhea down, but she gets up by eight, mm-hmm. which was actually a pretty smart move. Um, Raquel throws Rhea back in the ring, um, but after the break, they are somehow outside again, and Raquel is walking up the ramp, hitting Rhea with the steel steps, because she's just carrying them, Um, and then a kick to the face for Rhea to roll off and into the backstage area. Raquel dominating as we start with some some lockers, but then Rhea puts Raquel through a glass door. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and it just shatters everywhere. The ref starting the count and both on their feet by eight. Now Rhea taking control. Um, she gets Raquel into what looks like a snack table. Uh, and Rhea climbs up on those lockers and backflips onto Raquel um, and onto a cement floor. Um, ref got to nine and Dakota Kai comes running in from out of nowhere to beat Rhea with a kendo stick. Rhea puts Dakota into the locker because she's so small um, and just going nuts <laughs> yeah. on her. Um, Rhea shoves Dakota into the locker and blocks the door with like a, a cart, a yeah. heavy cart there. Um, Rhea making her way back on stage. Uh, Raquel there to meet her with a chair. Rhea pulls off the clover, clover leaf and Raquel looking for help. Uh, and then Rhea catches Raquel's head in a chair. Um, Raquel fighting her way out to get Rhea into the monitor area. Raquel goes to charge Rhea, but Rhea flips Raquel into the LED board. Um, everyone back up for the count um, before the count of 10. Um, Rhea gets herself up on the steps that are still there that um, Raquel carried up from uh, the ring. And Raquel gets her up and threw some boards on the floor of the stage. Um, and they, so they're both like in this pit. The ref starts the count, and Raquel's the only one back to her feet by nine, and she defeats Rhea. Was not um, expecting that. Neither was I. But you know, I really liked this. Um, oh, me too. This was amazing. These the there you felt the heart, and um, they're just so powerful and athletic ladies. Just mm-hmm. and I thought it established Raquel. Um, yes. Just wonderfully. I think um, if they had, I mean, I'm not entirely against this at all. I just, this this keeps going back to the thing where I wish they had taken better care of Rhea earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think she'd come out of this better. I don't think yeah. she'll be too damaged by this. But um, I feel like <laughs> she would have taken less damage had they handled her more carefully earlier in the year. But well, the the rumor is, of course, that this is her last match. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, yeah, I've heard I've heard that as well, and that's possible. I, I thought she may have been done, you know, when they were doing a while ago war games, yeah, yeah. Um, or when the, when they were doing the lead up to that. So, mm-hmm. uh, this Jacqueline is the magic weird duality of friends in pro wrestling. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the sort of thing you only get. Uh, well, not only get, but this is the thing you're almost guaranteed to get when you have two people who are legitimate friends wrestling each other. Because, oh yeah, for some reason, in the world of wrestling, I guess this is akin to like 
how you will insult your friends, but they know that you're not really insulting them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess this is the wrestling version of that, where you'd think in an art form where the idea is to protect the person you're working with as much as possible, uh, that flies out the window when you're working with mm-hmm. a friend, because I guess the idea is that there is a much better and deeper understanding uh, between mm-hmm. the two of you. So therefore you are willing to hit each other harder and take crazier risks. And yeah. well, boy, do they do that. Too, yes. And part of it is you, you know each other so well. So, and you yes. want each other to look good. Yes. You both, yeah, yeah, you're both kind of rooting for each other. So you mm-hmm. want everything to look as good as possible, which in wrestling mm-hmm. sometimes means uh, I can hit you hard. Baseball. And yeah, you kn- you know <laughs> I'm going to do it and you're going to be okay with it. And you're going to do the same to me. And you know I feel the same. So that usually always results in get that. I always look at like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens as mm-hmm. examples of this. They'd been killing each other in various promotions across the planet for mm-hmm. uh, like a decade. So well. Even that, um, what was it? The street fight, I think it was, with um, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. Yeah, like, good, good, good friends. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that usually results in the best stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. It's so weird to think about it like that. Like, you're much more willing to hurt your friends than you are people well, you don't know. But And I think part of it, though, is that it's a level of trust. Like, yes. I trust this person so much, so I'm going to try something yep. um, that mm-hmm. I wouldn't try just against anybody because I know they're going to have my back. No, absolutely. So, you totally yeah. get it. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. Um, it's amazing. It's just weird because it's just, you know, it's weird because wrestling yeah. is weird. Uh, yeah. But I like this match a lot. I gave it three and three quarters. Me too. We are like hey, right there. Look at that grapple. Uh, 3.79. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, oh, now, okay. I just need like a moment, I feel like, in between these matches. Um, so uh, next we get Johnny and Candace making their way to the wrestling center. Um, the way entering with sirens all full of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have mics in the ring and oh, Lord, why? Yeah. Um, what I do like about this group, though, is that um, the women and the men exist in the same universe. So yes. wanting to call that out. Yes. Um, they created the way as comic book characters. Um, it's a gift that Indy and um, Austin give to uh, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would watch that cartoon. So <laughs> they look pretty great. Um, uh the way, um, meaning Johnny and um, Austin, are in the tag team classic. Yes. Um, and as they're talking, um, we get Shotzi, who comes out to break them up with her new tank, um, still calling out Candace. Austin goes up the ramp mm-hmm. um, to go after her, and Shotzi shoots him with the cannon. Oh, yeah, in, um, the, in the nether regions. Yes. Um, yep, to take him down, um, and she just goes after after Candace, so I guess that's still a thing that's happening. Comically um, oversold by him, by the way. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, Johnny goes to go in the ring um, to go after Shotzi, but Kushida's there uh, to take him out. Um, because, of course he is. Um, Dexter Loomis, standing off to the side silent, rings the bell, and we see a, uh, a caricature um, for a mixed tag match. So we have Johnny and Kushida versus, or Johnny and Candace versus Kushida and Shotzi. Um, worth it to note, Johnny and Kushida both wrestling in jeans. 
Um, the women start. Um, Shotzi gets the first insecurity and then a senton for one. Candice um, is holding Shotzi by the arm and gets her down for a one. Um, Loomis joins the announced team with a mic uh, and says nothing. He has the, his headset on. Yeah. Um, C- Candice and Shotzi still trying to beat the hell out of each other. Candice on Shotzi's back and Shotzi takes Candice by the arm um, and drops her um, you know, back first onto the mat. Um, the men in, Kushida going um, off the rope, um, an atomic drop and then a drop kick. Um, he did not come to play. Kushida quick to put on the arm bar, um, but Gargano rolls through to the Gargano escape and Kushida rolls through to the arm bar. Um, they may be moving too fast. Um, Kushida still going after that arm, um, slowing down with some strikes and kicks. Candice gets in Kushida's way, um, and that is the match I want to see. Yeah. Um, Shotzi has Kushida. Um, give her a boost to flip Candice and then tandem offense by the two faces. Um, Kushida with a handspring to get Johnny off the apron. Shotzi then goes flying out of the ring to take out Candice and she fell with a thud. Um, the way back in the ring, um, Indy takes out Shotzi, Shotzi. Austin goes for Kushida, but Kushida takes him out. Um, and then Kushida goes after Johnny, um, gets Johnny into Austin's bits again. Um, then he gets Johnny rolled up for the three. Mm-hmm. Um, this also fun. I'm happy Kushida won because now he has the argument to get the shot at the North American title. The about yes. time. Uh, the thing, well, the thing, I wanted to say the thing I loved most about this match was Johnny Gargano and Kushida working together because it was awesome. It was. Uh, Absolutely. They were great. But uh, I think the thing I loved most was uh, Dexter Loomis's drawing mm-hmm. uh, because, of course, he's like the guy in charge of the show or whatever. So to indicate that this match was happening, uh, he just made an image appear or whatever on the screen that he drew. Uh-huh. And uh, really, truly, the highlight of the match was just uh, Wade Barrett saying, how did you draw that so quickly? <laughs> um, I also love Wade Barrett has been uh, was... Uh, knocking down um, Vic Joseph's jacket the whole time. Um, Dexter Loomis was wearing something similar um, and Wade was just complimenting the crap out of Dexter. It's very, like, it's pretty good. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, the match was not as not as good as I was hoping for. I, I, there was, I don't know, some things didn't quite click, but um, mm. ultimately I just went with two and three quarters. Almost a three. I was debating. Hey, I- I went with a three because it's a it gets the Kushida bump. <laughs> yeah. Um, grapple two point five nine. Mm. So they liked it a little bit more than than me. Yeah, that's kind of low. Um, we mm. do get an announcement um, that there is going to be a Valentine's Day takeover. Yeah, that's that's new. So grab your loved ones, have some chocolate watch people beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> yes. As you do. As you do. Um, and then followed by William Regal with a second big announcement, and I'm going to say bigger, um, we're going to have a women's Dusty Roads classic. That's new too, yeah. I am excited. So mm-hmm. did they, I don't know if they announced this or not, but it's, it's going to be tag team, is that correct? Um... I think so. Okay. Yeah. So so I'm sure Candace and Indy will be in it then, which could be fun. Yes. Um, so lots of fun things coming. 
Um, now it is main event time. We get Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. All right. Um, match starts and it's holds, holds, and more holds. Um, finally, Finn goes off the ropes, um, now circling and hand holding, um, and more holds. Kyle gets Finn down in a submission attempt. Finn launches himself out of it, more circling. Um, Kyle dives on the mat and goes for the foot, which opens up Finn to try his submission. A very odd choice by Kyle here. Kyle reverses back into squeezing Finn's neck with his legs. Kyle actually rolling around on the mat, and he gets Finn um, in an arm hold. Um, same hold, but on the floor now. Finn trying to fend him off, um, but it doesn't quite work. Um, now Kyle with some knees and then some weird stretch move. Um, Finn now going for the side stretch, but Kyle flips him back um, into the arm thing. Um, Finn takes a break, or Kyle gets a one count, um, and Kyle gets a one count. Now uh, Finn working more on Kyle, and he is going for the ropes to get some relief, um, but, he, so, but he's not quite able to make it, so he bites it, yes. um, only to have Finn push him off, and Kyle probably lost a tooth. Mm -hmm. um, the doctor is there. I can imagine how dirty that rope is. Ugh. Nasty. Maybe they clean them off in between matches. God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, Finn has Kyle down by the neck now. Kyle stands and takes Finn down by the knee and a kick um, to get some space. Um, Kyle takes down Finn by his arm. Looked pretty brutal. Um, Kyle now picking up the pace and still working on Finn's arm. Kyle walks away and comes back and Finn uses the rope not once but twice as leverage to put Kyle's face into. Um, also at one point Finn very clearly gyrating behind him. Um, Finn with a drop kick for a near fall. Belly to back suplex and Finn gets a cross face and Kyle gets his foot on the bottom rope to break it up. Um, there is blood coming from somewhere. Um, Finn gets another... Yes. It's from yes. Kyle as well I believe. Gotcha. Um, Finn gets another near fall and then goes right back to working on Kyle's face. Um, Kyle getting some kicks in and gets Finn off the rope several times before taking Finn down by a knee um, to the midsection. Kyle able to get Finn down for a two, um, but Kyle still has Finn's arm and Finn gets in knees um, to the ear face area. Now both on their feet. Uh, Kyle with a knee and kick combination. Finn then with a kick of his own. Kyle tries to get Finn in a submission but Finn kicks him in the head um, and then something happens I don't fully understand. Kyle tries something and um, then uh, pulls himself out of the ring and it just looks painful. Mm -hmm. Um he gets back in at nine. He probably needed the little rest there. Yeah. Um, Kyle's still going for the arm. Um, Finn trying to power out of it. Kyle goes for the triangle, which Finn gets out of. Um, and then some other hold, and Finn able to punch Kyle in the face. Um, Finn gets forearms to the face and then drives Kyle into the mat. Then maybe the um, the second version of the 1916 um, into the cross face. Um, Kyle able to get out of it. Um, now some hits and kicks. Kyle not looking very stable. Um, Finn with a sling blade um, stomped to the chest. Uh, big drop kick to child Kyle's chest to put Kyle in the corner. Finn goes to climb the ropes, but Kyle stops him and gets a big suplex off the ropes for a two. Kyle with a brain buster for a two, then another arm bar. Um, Finn got his foot on the rope uh, to break it up. Kyle goes to charge Finn in the corner, but Finn kicks him. Uh, and then the side stretch again. Finn has Kyle stretched in every direction. Uh, Kyle just can't seem to reach that rope, um, and he taps for Finn to retain. Whew. So I really like, I mean, I like these two 
anyway, I loved their last match. Um, uh-huh. This one wasn't as good. Um, Too close together. Yeah, I mean, it, it was good in a different way. Like, I just didn't like it as much. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and at the end of the match, Finn ble- bleeding across his brow line somehow. So Yeah, I mean, oh, these guys are like rough and tumble. Yeah. This was, they are, they don't hold punches with each other. Um, so there was, look, there's one thing that they did that just tied it because it like tied into the end of the match. Um, and mm-hmm. there's one thing I, if there's one thing I really love in wrestling and not just in wrestling in general, it's a reason why I love the, the last two Avengers movies because they mm-hmm. reward you for paying very close attention. Like you can, right. you could watch this Kyle O'Reilly Finn Balor match without having seen the previous one. But if you did watch the previous one and pay close attention, there were callbacks, uh, to mm-hmm. that, to that match. Um, it was intimated that Finn Balor perhaps broke Kyle O'Reilly's jaw, which obviously would be a receipt from Kyle breaking Finn's, although I'm pretty sure Kyle's jaw not legitimately broken, but for the purposes right. of the show. Um, yes. And also, they had a callback to that, I believe it was the the liver shot that Finn had given Kyle in the mm-hmm. their previous match. And the way he wins this match is by, like, vice gripping on to, like, his body where the the liver shot was and also around the jaw, which he'd kind of broken. Like all of that stuff just made yeah. a lot of sense. I thought it was really clever. Uh, I love that sort of thing in wrestling. So I really enjoyed this. Uh, I give it the same score as Rhea and uh, mm-hmm. Raquel, but for different reasons, they were very different matches, but both of them three and three quarters for me. I really enjoyed this one. Gotcha. I went a little bit lower on this one. I went three and a quarter. Okay. Um, just not my personal. It is type not of your cup of tea. No, which is fine. <laughs> uh, Grapple liked it more than both of us, giving it three point nine three. Okay. Oh, wow, almost a four. Yeah, very close to a four. Interesting. I have no idea what's happening next week, other than the Dusty Cup. So maybe that's the most important thing. I yeah. Let's go with it. <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I I just don't know anymore. I used to know all the time, Jacqueline. I, now I sound like an old man complaining about <laughs> back in my day, NXT my used to day. T- NXT used to tell you what was going to be on the show the next week. <laughs> when I was a youngin, they used to tell you what the main event was going to be for every show. They did. Now, now they keep you guessing. Yeah, we had to walk uphill both ways. To watch NXT when we were younger, Jacqueline. But <laughs> now these kids with their newfangled internets. Um, no, I. Uh, this was a good episode. Uh, I I, I really I really enjoyed this one, and uh, we got two really good matches out of it. So mm-hmm. I'm happy, uh, and we got one really hilarious Wade Barrett exclamation. So yes, I'm good. Uh, also, really, what else do you want? Also, I think at some point he also made Beth Phoenix crack up. Um, <laughs> Wade Barrett did, but I don't remember what a, I don't remember what it was about. Um, but I do remember he made her like crack up. I think so. Uh, yeah, I actually I've been I don't know how do you, how do you feel about before we leave how do you how have you felt about Wade Barrett on commentary? Like he's not Nigel, but like 
uh, I don't know. I think I like him the most. I would say yes. I think I like... um, Because Vic Joseph is like buttered toast, which is like, you know, who doesn't like buttered toast? Like, I mean, I use Vic Joseph to know like, like as a grounding tool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is what's happening in the match. And then I use Wade Barrett. He's like the colorful one. Yes. He's no, he's no Morrow, but... Yes. No, Morrow, Morrow is missed for sure. Morrow added a lot of energy. Uh, oh, absolutely. To the show. Um, but yeah, I don't know what he's up to. He said that he's uh, he's open to doing wrestling again. Uh, okay. But for the time being, I think he's just doing his uh, his his, thing. Uh, his other combat sports stuff. I think is what he's doing, calling boxing and, and MMA or whatever. So for him, yeah. Um, okay, so that's a wrap for the podcast for this week, everybody. Head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for What Comes NXT, hit subscribe, and that way you can come back next time to hear us talk about more NXT on the WWE and USA Networks, featuring the start of the 2021 Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Just hold your-